comic book pit. Okay. Coughing up a lung. <laughs> um, so this is Comic Book Pit episode uh, 287. Uh, I'm Dan, and with me today are uh, our new co-hosts. Uh, we've got on the couch, we've got Caitlin, and we've got Link. Hello. Uh, Hi. So thanks for thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, no problem. Super excited. So um, so you guys have been reading comics for so let, let just. A little bit of background. So, what what's your comic reading experience like? Did you like? Uh, my comic reading experience started because uh, I listened to this podcast called <laughs> The Comic Book Pit. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So remember, if you listen I, to podcasts, you will show up on them. Someday. I, you know, I, I I forget sometimes that you were like one of our first listeners. Yeah. And and I think you reached out to us. Did you like email us or I, something? And I think I met you at Phantom of the Attic. I heard your voices. Yeah. I was like, those are really familiar That's right. voices. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I'm yeah. just going to awkwardly ask if this is Dang and the Duke. <laughs> yeah, Dang and the Duke. Sounds like a, like a bad morning, bad radio morning show. Um, so, but yeah. So, um, my my experience with actually reading comics came when when I had disposable income, which is around uh, eight years ago, nine years ago. About nine. Like, I was always interested in comic books, uh, and I, you know, got most of my knowledge from trading cards in the 90s. <laughs> like, I did it very backwards from everybody else. Well, I feel like that's not, like, uh, like these days, you're, uh, it's not too out of the ordinary, like. Yeah, it's more, it's more common now. Like, people, like, I, I always hear people that, I mean, of course, yeah, you, you, there are people that get their comic knowledge from reading actual comics but then there are people mm-hmm. who are like oh i got into comics because of the x-men animated series yeah yeah stuff like that and that to me was always kind of weird because that was not my mm-hmm. experience i was like oh i just started reading comics yeah so but but you're like so you're you were definitely like a 90s image kid Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't read a lot of image stuff, though. I Like, I was aware of Spawn. He had an HBO series. Like, it's all animated. <laughs> if it had an animated something, I saw it. Yeah. But beyond that, it was just glimpses here and there. My parents would buy stuff from, like, I don't know, Wizard Magazine or something. It was, oh, okay. Like, they would order, like, some issues or whatever. And I'd be like, cool, here's a random issue where I have no clue what's going on. But it's got <laughs> Jubilee in it. And I know her from the animated series. That's funny. I don't know if I remember that, that you – I mean, it makes sense. It might not have been Wizard. It could I mean, have been but, something. Yeah, but just, uh, again, like the idea of, like, mail order Yeah, it was – It was strange. Yeah, like I, I remember um, I had a, a couple of – when Marvel still had, like, subscriptions. Yeah. You could subscribe to whatever. I had a – Subscription, I think, to G.I. Joe. Okay, and, yeah. And they would always come, like, folded in half, and it was, it was <laughs> yes, awful. Yeah. But, 
but yeah, it's 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 so much different. I mean, obviously we we order stuff online now, but it's always like Amazon or yeah. whatever like bulk discount comic yeah. book service you can. You know, yeah, it's yeah. There's there's no more subscriptions, kids. <laughs> so that's yeah, tough. Well, what about you, Kate? What was your uh, what? Or, like, can, can you blame everything on Lake? Or uh, <laughs> actually, yeah, he needed me to get into comics so I could support him buying all of them. Yep, that's a trick. So he handed me Buffy. Oh, okay. So I'm big time Buffy the Vampire Slay- Slayer fan, and nice. that basically worked. Yeah. Yeah, and then threw some Brubaker and Phillips stuff towards my way to show me other comics, and kind of went from there. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, I got you Runaways and all that stuff. Yep. I was like, here's these like more like they were like the little tiny trade paperbacks like oh the, yeah the like the digest kind of like the little digest mm-hmm. yeah, yeah okay. i got like all those and i was like here check out all these things so like, yeah anything sean mckeever probably ever wrote. <laughs> yeah stuff those like were, that yeah i feel like those were probably like especially like the 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 more diet like smaller digest books are probably good in like good introductory yeah, yeah. well they were like original characters usually it wasn't like you need to know the history of spider-man right and the avengers to enjoy this and it wasn't like an omnibus where like you yeah. know it, it was it was not like very daunting yeah you know, right like, oh i could stick this in my back pocket and read it on the bus or something mm-hmm. or you know cool yeah excellent and you guys are still are you, now so, so your your buying habits are you like are you like Wednesday Warriors, or is it just like whenever you get to the store? I mean, I, I'm, I'm always there on Wednesday. Now, if I'm reading them, I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm, I've got I've got quite the backlog now. Oh my god, um, tell me about it's it. Rough. Well, yeah. I, I, you probably saw the photos on Facebook. It was like this big my my sorting. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, it's just my whole floor was just being sorted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I would like I would clear out a weekend and just do nothing but sit in front of my TV with. Uh, you know, I, I'd, I'd get like uh, bags and boards and like four rolls of new scotch tape yeah. and just <laughs> some boxes and just go to town. Just yeah. I'm like, don't bother me. I'm going to be down in the basement all weekend. Yep. Doing all this. Yeah, and I'm taking vacation days from work just to sort of <laughs> oh That is, that is it's sick. a problem. That is, yeah. <laughs> that, well, hey, you know, that's, that's the ultimate yeah. stay, staycation. Yep. You know. <laughs> Cool. Well, that is uh, very disturbing, and we're, <laughs> but we're glad to have you anyways, and we're glad to, uh, yeah, yeah, know some disturbing things about you <laughs> and your vacation time. Um, but uh, well, let's just—I um, guess we can just jump in and start talking about some actual comics. Um, did one of you guys want to lead off, or because I—I uh-huh. I think um, well, we had talked about Fantastic Four number one. Yeah, a little yeah, bit. yeah. I know yeah. that was kind of a thing you wanted to save for today. Yeah, it probably made, yeah, it so, made sense. So this was the, and, it, and and I feel like just in general, that's kind of like one of the bigger books that's come out yeah. in the past couple of weeks. So Fantastic Four number one, this is the new, uh, well, one of the new Dan Slot books because after yep. he left Spider-Man, he also, he's doing Iron Man mm-hmm. and Fantastic Four. Yep. So it's... He's got uh, big shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, so he's... Um, so he's taking uh, like well, no, he's not taking over for anybody because the Fantastic Four hasn't been around. It was in just gone three yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's him and Sarah Pacelli. Yep. With uh, I think uh, Assad Ribic doing covers. I think that's right. Really yeah. nice covers, or at least the first one so far. Um, well, I kind of I, I kind of gave my thoughts about this on online, but what so what are your thoughts about this one? I, 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 I'm 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 torn. I've got some. 
Yeah, so so I came at this from a weird way because I was reading um, Chip Zdarsky's Human Torch and the Thing, and during that, the, the, the arc is that they're traveling the multiverse and doing all this stuff to find out where the Fantastic Four are at. Well, meanwhile, Ben Grimm knows that they're they're dead mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and he's kind of tricked Johnny along for the ride to give him hope because he was in like this bad place. Um, but that hadn't resolved yet when Fantastic Four came out. Yeah. And I was kind of yeah. like, are we going to ruin this book that I'm enjoying? <laughs> I mean, it, are they going to finish it? Yeah, it's got I, like... I mean, it, it's like, is it like solicited for more? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's got like another issue coming out and then it looks like it's going to turn into like a, just a Fantastic Four team-up book. Okay. Because I think one of the next ones was like, the Human Torch and Mr. Fantastic or something. Okay. So it'll just be like a two-in-one kind of thing. Right. Um, so, yeah, I wasn't really sure what was going to happen. So I guess guess the way that it resolved, um, spoilers, uh, that the Fantastic Four weren't in the first issue of the Fantastic Four. Yes. Uh, didn't bother me as much. Like, it, it, it like gave me a sigh of relief. Like, I, I acknowledge that it's screwed up that they did it that way. Yeah. But I was just like, okay, good. Well, the- We're not going to, like jump ahead in time like secret wars did right uh like dr doom showed up in iron man mm-hmm. uh all cured or whatever yeah that's and true i, I forgot people about were upset that. about that and i was like are we doing this again <laughs> are we gonna just like <laughs> jump ahead yeah because i guess it was what like the anniversary or whatever that it came out on like uh, the something anniversary of, yeah i believe so so i get why they did it but yeah it was weird yeah i i, I guess i was just uh, because it's been a number of years and it was like, you know, when reading the solicits for this book, you know, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a double, you know, it's like 44 pages and it's going to be like six bucks. Yeah. And, you know, generally. Yeah, they hyped it. Yeah. Generally when, when a book has like a certain, certain aspects to it that market as like a big issue, you kind of expect something big to happen. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I didn't want them to just on the, on page two just show up and like, hey, we're back. Let's go. <laughs> right? Let's go beat up the mole man. Yeah, you know, um, and with no explanation, I, I thought we would have gotten a story that would you know slowly fold them back into the first issue, mm-hmm. and you know, and, and maybe not even reestablish them immediately in the first issue, but at least bring them back and have the family reunite. Yeah. And, and like you said, like, uh, you know, bringing up the, the previous, like the Marvel two in one, yeah. That, uh, Johnny and Ben were starring in this issue felt like it was just a continuation. It, it was. It, of yeah. That. And, um, and, and so much of the story itself was just, uh, it just felt like a, like, Oh, here's a day in the life of right. Ben yeah. And Johnny. And, and then, uh, you know, Oh, let's throw in, Alicia Masters and Wyatt Whitefoot and, yeah. and She-Hulk and let, like let's throw in all these cameos from former <laughs> members and I've, I haven't seen Wyatt Wingfoot in anything in like a decade. Okay, like, so, it's not, so it's not just me. I was afraid. I'm like, oh my god, I'm really out of it. I didn't know they brought because I thought, well, maybe maybe he's been showing up in Marvel two and one because I only no. I only read like the first couple of issues of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the entire time I've been reading comics, I don't think I've seen Wyatt Wingfoot in something. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen him since. I mean, maybe he appeared in the Matt Fraction thing. I was actually going to go back further and say okay. the um, the dance slot She Hulk. Oh, pro- yeah, maybe. Um, which 
So I don't know. Maybe Dan Slott just has like a hard on for Wyatt Wingfoot or something. He just <laughs> yeah. He's like that's my favorite character. I'm gonna yeah. make him as big as I'm gonna do what Bendis did for Luke Cage. I'm gonna make <laughs> it's gonna be a whole Wyatt Wingfoot thing. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this issue just felt like a like a non-issue. It was just like a non-event or something. It just didn't do anything for me. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh... I guess the only nice thing was like the Alicia Masters, like the the the, the proposal, the, the marriage proposal. Yeah. Even that, well, okay, so it's like the only big thing. But like, I'm tired of marriage proposals in comics and marriages. Well, well, that's the thing because we know they never last. Yeah, and and all it takes is you know, hey, maybe they maybe this will last for as long as Dan Slott writes mm-hmm. the book, and then uh, you know, Johnny Writer five years from now decides, oh, uh, I don't like that. I'm going to split them up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's nothing saying that any of this will last. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just whatever. That's just comics. Yeah. Like, that's like saying, oh. Somebody well, they, died. Yeah, exactly. Somebody <laughs> died. Or, you know, well, isn't it weird that Franklin Richards has been 14 for 30 years? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, the yeah, the... It just didn't seem like. Oh, this is what I was getting to. So I, I just thought it. Well, I, I put some of this on my shoulders because, again, I haven't been a faithful FF reader. Yeah. I, I think the last stuff I read was uh, like Hickman's run. I you know I tried and it was tough. There's it was a lot going on. So it was good up to the point where so there was the Fantastic Four proper book. Yeah. And then there was then he started the. That side oh, book, you the know, FF book. You know what? I think I tried to get in with the FF. I don't think I read before that. And and the pro- but I think the problem is um, you almost had to read them concurrently because that's a, that Hickman's the and, long game. And that that was hard because all I wanted to read was Fantastic Four. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't want to read FF. Mm-hmm. But you were missing things on both sides if you. But. Again, so that was the last thing I read, which was, was Hickman's Fantastic Four one, which I thought was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even like the biggest Hickman fan, but I thought he did it, did them a good service. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I didn't know if the Ben Alicia thing, like, oh, ha- did they rekindle that? Mm-hmm. And had had they been dating again for a while, and I just missed it? Or or Dan Slott just feel like we're doing this? Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, so so. In that sense, it didn't feel earned. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, okay, big deal. So like, yeah, I know they've been dating since the '60s. Yeah. Whoop de do. Like, what does that mean today? Like, yeah. Have they still? Have they just always been dating? And they just it's decided too- never to show us. Yeah. Or, right. So that's why the, you know, everyone getting so excited about Ben proposing. I was like, eh. yeah. Again, it didn't. It didn't feel earned to me. Or. Mm-hmm. But. What I'm just a, I'm just a crusty old man. What do I know? <laughs> so, yeah, true love is I don't know something, uh, but yeah. Uh, so so I know Kate's not the biggest uh, Fantastic. I had to like pull teeth to get her to read Fantastic Four for this podcast. <laughs> uh, it's like we're gonna talk about it. Um, what, what were your thoughts, anyways? We didn't actually talk about it at all, so I'm curious. I could do without it. Okay. <laughs> Fair um, enough. I don't know. I enjoy. Some of the stuff with Johnny, I enjoy some of the stuff with Ben, but I've never been a huge Fantastic Four fan to begin it's with. It's like a cohesive so. unit. They're just kind of whatever. Yeah. That's kind of mm-hmm. like where I've always been with them, too. I've kind of, I mean, like, 
I've never had like that entryway where it's just like, yeah, Fantastic Four are awesome. I, I mean, it, they yeah. haven't been writing Fantastic Four that way since I've been reading comics, so mm-hmm. it's hard to. I got the Fox movies, and that's that's not. Let's see, yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It's like I, I feel like you you either you love them or you don't, mm-hmm. and you can jump like yeah, my experience with them or my my reading experiences with them with them has been I'll probably. I'll jump on for a number of issues, yeah. and then when I get bored, I jump off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I never read the, I never really read any of the classic stuff. I mean, again, here and there, yeah. I'd read you know some uh, Lee and Kirby and some Byrne. Mm-hmm. Um, I never read any of the Simonson stuff. Um, I never read the Wade and Waringo. Oh yeah, stuff, which that, is supposed to be was that Ultimate or was that regular? Did he do both? That was regular. Okay, which was supposed to be. I mean, that's like some people. That's like some of people's favorite yeah. run of comics, like or or FF comics is. You know, that that's up there as like a quintessential run of comics. Yeah, uh, for the Fantastic Four, uh, I've never read it. Uh, strangely, I read the Mark Miller, okay. Brian Hitch, yeah. twelve issue run, and I really liked it. Huh, and I. I think the I, I think why that didn't get um, uh, better attention or I, I think that I'm trying to think when that came off of but I, like the the Miller Hitch run came right after like a really popular run I think mm-hmm. and I, I think it just wasn't it wasn't received very well by FF fans so like everybody hated it basically. Yeah. Um, not only that, I mean, given that it was Miller and Hitch, it was probably late. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it was Miller who, you know, at the time he was like, that's when he was like writing his ultra violent stuff. Uh, I was going to say, he's, I, mean, I mean, it's always been kind of that edgy kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and he toned it down obviously for Fantastic Four. Yeah, I d- mean, d- it d- wasn't. Mr. Fantastic wasn't like ripping people's heads <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like Johnny wasn't, you know, burning people yeah. alive or anything like that <laughs> just to do it. Um, he wasn't like staging hobo fights yeah. or anything, but <laughs> but it was. Um, but I but I think it's one of those books. Like if you read it in one sitting, it mm-hmm. actually reads very well. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's kind of what I did. I, I I had the the advantage of. I think I bought it like in dollar issues mm-hmm. after the fact, and so I just read it in one sitting, and it was really good. But again, it didn't. That didn't resonate with readers at the time. Yeah. Um, but. But again, so that going back to my original thing, like I've I've never been a, a you know I, I think you're you're either all in for Fantastic Four or you just yeah you just kind of jump in mm-hmm. you know whenever yeah it suits I mean, you it's pretty pretty much I, like I here and there I think I read like some Dark Reign tie-ins that they were in and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't touch the Fraction book just because it wasn't the Fantastic Four I really wasn't sure what it was gonna be and no. I had zero interest in that. Yeah. I mean, well, I sh- actually, I should say I had a mild interest in it because Mike Allred, yeah, was drawing it, and and the the team was weird enough to be kind of interesting. Yeah. Where it was like, uh, was it Scott Lang, Ant Man? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Medusa. Medusa, and, and the, it was the, that the who the thing. Other thing, the, the, it was a, but it was like a girl in like yeah. a thing armor. In her outfit, she had the thing rings or whatever. Oh, like, yeah, oh my god, yeah, thing rings do your thing or uh, whatever it was. God, God, <laughs> God bless Matt Fraction and his his weirdness. Right? <laughs> um, there was like one other person I don't remember who it was, but yeah, was it? Yeah, I don't remember. 
who who it would have been, but somebody. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, some it, other that's, guy. And, and I yeah. feel like that that's exactly what we're supposed to. You know, it's like, oh, who cares? Yeah, it, it was it was nothing. Yeah, it was like, well, it, it was didn't last very long either. It was like some weird wacky thing that Fraction was going to do, and then he did Hawkeye, and he was like, I'm good. Yeah, I think <laughs> for I mean for a while there, like a lot of Fraction's books didn't last. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember when he um he did that one team book. Um. Oh, crap. it had some weird name like. Oh boy, this is yeah. for great radio, but, <laughs> great podcast. But um, it was like a team full of nobodies. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I I remember Barry Kitson drew it, and it it, it didn't last. Um, but then he did uh, uh, the defenders. Like he tried to bring back the defenders, yep. and yeah. that fizzled. Well, then he, then he, they gave him like uh, the event, the fear itself, and I was like, Ugh, that yeah, was, that was. I I didn't even. I read a couple issues of that, and I just. I tried, and that, I quickly like fell out of love with like big events. <laughs> it was like my first burn. I was like, yep, no, events aren't cool anymore. No, no, <laughs> that was. I I feel like it had potential, but it just, you know. Yeah. You know, as as, as all events do, they all they just they spiral out of control quickly. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, Hawkeye was probably his his real big yeah. kind of mainstream, like the thing that actually stuck with and resonated with people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, not Marvel, but, I mean, his Sex Criminals book yeah, was yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, Sex Criminals oh, yeah. was really great. Um, although I, uh, I, I do find that, um, and we're getting way off track, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll bounce back in a second. Sex Criminals is totally connected <laughs> to Fantastic Four. Six degrees of math fraction. <laughs> From Fantastic Four to Sex Criminals, um, I, just real quick, I, I will say that um, I find that I really can't. I think I read the first trade, mm-hmm. and then when I got to the second trade, I found that it sounded like everybody was speaking in the same voice. Yeah, kind of. I you know, can that see that. He, you know, so it was really hard for me to read mm-hmm. like condensed Matt Fraction, yeah, like that much Matt Fraction at one time. So I think I have to go back to issues. The, there's really good back matter in those issues, though. Like the letters yeah. pages are hilarious. So yeah, there's that. I mean, he's, oh, I, I totally <laughs> it's like romance advice it's, it's, and it's, stuff. Back it's him and Zdarsky, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys are. Yeah, they're an amazing team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they totally struck lightning. Yeah, with sex criminals, but anyway, back yes. to fantastic. <laughs> yeah, anyways, <laughs> Mr. From, fantastic from sex criminals. <laughs> from, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so Fantastic Four number one. I mean, I'm still. Um, I'll probably pick up the second issue just because, I, I, I think I looked in the, like one of the, in the solicits that they're gonna actually show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What Reed and Sue have been up to, so and the kids because mm-hmm. we didn't see the kids at all. In, no. In the in the brief, was it even like a page? That page thing. Yeah. 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 Yep. So we didn't see hanging the, out back there. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll get the second issue just to see yeah. what's what. So, uh, I'll, I'll mention this because I know you didn't. You said you didn't read it, but uh, and this might have shown up in other books I haven't read. But uh, it, one of the annuals for the the, the thing in Human Torch, uh, they talked about like what what the overall goal of Mister Fantastic was with the uh, Battle World, like the the post. You know, I'm mm-hmm. going to fix everything. I guess I, I don't think you read this, but. Uh, the thing that came up was uh, Mr. Fantastic removed himself from the universe because he wanted to 
see what kind of person Doctor Doom would become mm. without mm. him around. And I, interesting. It was really confusing that it was just like tucked away in this annual for like a book that wasn't like the main. So, so, so something that like would probably be a very significant story right? point. Yeah. Was just buried in some annual yeah. that n- probably nobody read. Yeah, basically, it was just like, oh yeah, we're we we have the 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 Council of Reeds or whatever that are working to prevent a Doctor Doom from ever occurring again huh. by just removing ourselves from the equation and doing these like little experiments. Now did did Zdarsky write yep. he wrote that animal yeah. so Yeah, he wrote that. Huh. Yeah. It's super weird that it was just over there. But I was like, yeah. wow, that's such a cool idea to like that's why he's not scarred because he never there was never anything with yeah. the but get the thing in human torture around, so who knows? Like yeah. I don't know how that actually works continuity wise, but <laughs> Continuity, continuity, yeah, basically. But yeah, nothing so. makes sense. Nothing matters. But that was the other thing in the, in Fantastic Four. Uh, he shows up all you know scarred and okay, hobo like. So I was going to actually bring that up. Uh, what did you think of the of the two, uh, whatever like the back matter or the two like short, like there was the Doctor but, Doom and then there was yeah. like the one page Impossible Man, which the Impossible Man was just kind of like a meta. Yeah, I, I mean, I got a laugh out of the yeah. Impossible Man one. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. You're, yeah. you're acknowledging what you're doing right. at least. Um, but yeah, the the Doom thing, I was totally lost. I was like, I don't know what. Okay, so you're not the only one. No. Yeah, <laughs> so I was just, like, I don't get just it. Me. Yeah. Um, because because as it stands right now, and in, in what I'm reading, he's totally fine and just tagging along for the ride. Yeah. And the multiverse adventure. So, hmm. I guess things don't work out for Doctor Doom when he comes back. I guess not. I mean, he's like he's half naked. Yeah, and he's he's scarred again. And he, <laughs> the thing I thought was again, this is totally like nitpicky, but I yeah. thought it was funny. Was so he's wearing like he's bare chested. He's wearing like whatever, like yeah. a piece of like you know a, like a loincloth, like a loin, yeah, yeah. Like tied with a, with a with a rope, and he's wearing his his cloak. But somehow he still has the two big the discs. Big like, are those attached <laughs> to his chest? Right. Like, that looks painful. Like, how are yeah. they staying right there? So, yeah. Oh, Marvel. And well, it's probably well more probably more the artist like it was, yeah. it was Simone Bianchi. Yeah. Who, um, I really like him, but he, yeah, he's he's got an interesting style. Mm-hmm. He got an interesting. He had an interesting take on Doom and all yeah. that. His, um. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah. I guess, and I, I wonder if we'll see more, like more Doom backups. Yeah, I, I assume, until, or, or, or he'll get his own special issue or something. Yeah. I know, like, the fourth issue they solicited had something to do with Two um, D Man, like a really obscure character yeah. from Dan Slott's Avengers Initiative book, oh, which I, I really enjoyed Avengers Initiative. That that, wa- I, I, that was a good book. Um, yeah. But he, Dan Slott just seems to be pulling from like a wheelhouse of his own wacky old ideas. Yeah. Be like, remember this thing I did like a decade ago? <laughs> well, now I'm in control, so here you go. I actually, either I forgot or I never knew, or he was, maybe he wasn't as big at the time that Dan Slott wrote I didn't Avengers the initiative. Yeah, I didn't realize that until like well after the fact. I had the trade sitting on my shelf. I looked at wait. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Slide. <laughs> well, that's why. Again, uh, you know, rem- remembering that he wrote the that She Hulk book, yep. book for from years ago. And I'm like, that was a great book. Yeah, that was hilarious. He did that little thing book too, like the four issue thing miniseries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's got like this Fantastic Four background. It's just yeah, nobody remembers. Nope. <laughs> 
No, I feel like he nobody he really wasn't on people's radar until Spider Man. Yep. And and what geez, he was on that for too many three hundred <laughs> issues, like four hundred. <laughs> near near a decade, he, I think. Yeah, he wanted to beat the, the Bendis Ultimate Spider Man record or whatever. Mm. Well, I, I guess that's not that hard. It was only hundred something for Ultimate. The same creative team. It was like a hundred and Yeah, like hundred and twenty five yeah. or something like that, but but yeah. Yeah. But I guess when you do them two a month as well, like... Right. It's easy to pad your numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's... We'll, we'll move yeah. on from, from bashing the Fantastic Four. Yeah. Dan Slot. <laughs> Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Dan Slot, Dan. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what else um, What else we want to talk we'll, about? We'll let... I'm gonna let you talk. Yeah, because hey, you're we, being quiet. I feel like we've been we've been monopolizing <laughs> the the conversation here. So you you've read Nancy Drew? Yep, Nancy Drew by Kelly Thompson. Yep, I liked it. I'm a big Nancy Drew fan. Uh, I've read all of the old books, not pretty much any of the newer material that's come out in the last like 20 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. So pretty much anything that's come out while I've been alive, I haven't read. <laughs> um, but it's not OG Nancy Drew, so that's fine. Um, I really enjoyed the story, but have you read it? You know what? When I heard that you wanted to talk about it, I actually went back last night because we we get them. Is it Dynamite or IDW that puts it out? Uh, I think Dynam- is it Dynamite. I think it's Dynamite. I think that's correct. Yeah. So we, we get uh, review issues mm-hmm. from them, so I... I we had the first three, so I went and I read them. Okay. And yeah, kind of the same thing. Like, I thought it was, I I, th- I thought the voices were good, and like the story seemed a little, like, in three issues, it didn't seem like they really made it very far. Mm-hmm. Like, not a lot <laughs> happened. Yeah, like they probably could have squeezed it all down to like two issues mm-hmm. up to that point. Um, I, I I enjoyed the, I, I thought the art was pretty good, but the, um, yeah, I thought uh, same same like you. It, I, I thought it was it was okay. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, I I think the story is keeping in line with the spirit of Nancy Drew, with what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that the characters are reimagined for a more modern audience, such as George is actually a lesbian, as opposed to we all just assume she's a lesbian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there are just some things that have changed that I don't understand why they've changed. Okay, like what? So Nancy Dream's hometown is River Heights, mm-hmm. and they have her in is it Bayport. Yeah. And I was so upset about it that when Kelly Thompson did an AMA, Link actually asked <laughs> her about it. <laughs> and she said that it would all make sense in issue two, why they changed it. And if you ask me, it doesn't make any sense. I, that, that was something that... that it didn't make sense to me. Again, I, I'm like zero knowledge yeah. of Nancy Drew, but just reading this story, yeah, they 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 made it, made it seem like she mentioned like, oh, I'm going back to my hometown. Yeah. But she, I'm like, well, why did you move in the first place? College. That seems like okay. it was like very loose. Like, so so that's the other thing. So in the first issue, well, in this entire story, is she in high school or college? It's my understanding she's in college. Okay. Which that, would fit with a lot of the old Nancy Drew stuff as well. She was usually in college. Okay. 
that's what I assumed in the first issue. But then somewhere in the second issue, or maybe it was even the first issue, I, I don't remember at this point, but she said something like, um, it's tough being a full-time private investigator and a full-time high school student. I would oh. swear, I, I, I feel like she said no, high school. I feel as if you might be right. Unless I misread that. Hmm. I was like, at the, I think that was in the beginning of the, the first, like, like her inner monologue or something. Yeah, at the beginning. so it was very confusing as to how old she was. Why, yeah. I didn't even pick up on that. And, and, and it, and all of her friends and the Hardy boys, yeah. like, again, they all, the way they're drawn, they're all, they, they all look, they all look they, the same. They, yeah. They all seem around the same age. Like, and we don't actually 17, see 16, them. Yeah. yeah. We don't actually see them engaging in like, Oh, I'm going to school today. Or yeah. yeah the most, the most we saw was that thing with like the, the goat or whatever at the very, the right. First, which I, I guess it's just like a football prank, whatever thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think was a, was supposed to be a, like a, a senior a, prank. Maybe. Yeah, and it was like a – but I think that was like a high school football game. I think it was a high school football game, which I think it was the, the school she goes to. So it's probably – she might still be in high school then, which uh, is, just doesn't make – who knows why she left then. Yeah. Unaddressed. Nothing <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, to my knowledge, um, I, I also don't know anything. But, yeah, I, so I asked Kate afterwards. I was like, what would you think? And she, she explained the, 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 the situation where – you know, uh, the Hardy boys live in Bayport. Like that's the, this, we're going deep, like old school <laughs> library book canon here. Yeah. Nancy Drew was only created to be a female counterpart to the Hardy boys. Yeah. Okay. So, so they live in Bayport um, and that's their hometown and they would occasionally meet up with Nancy and mm-hmm. have team ups or whatever. Um, but Nancy's from river Heights, which is where she's currently presiding. Mm-hmm. So for some reason they made her hometown, like the Hardy boys, hometown yeah which seemed weird that they would like change that like they would be beholden to the continuity of the hardy boys in a nancy drew book <laughs> like yeah it, it just it was just like one of those weird things like why would and i i, I was actually surprised that the hardy boys showed up I yeah mean, i i know that they are supporting characters yeah. for each other mm-hmm. but it almost felt like it took away a little. Yeah, it happened from, real fast. It's like this is a Nancy Drew book. Like, yep. let's do we need the Hardy Boys right now? Right away, yeah. You right. Know? That, it's like the trick. Like, oh, here's here's a, new, a first issue of a brand new character you never heard of, guest starring Spider Man. Yeah, right. Just to, you know, to bring you in. Um, but yeah, I felt like it might have been too many characters at one at one time mm-hmm. because. Again, as someone who doesn't know the oh, lore yeah. and the continuity and hasn't read any of the books, or you know, I know the characters mostly just from the uh, the the TV show. Okay, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Hardy Boys <laughs> mysteries or whatever. Um, and I think uh, that's on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so old, but uh, yeah, I just felt like it was it was too many char- too many characters to keep track of at once. Yeah. Um, and I, but I was trying to keep an open mind because I think Kelly Thompson is the same person who's writing that new Jessica Jones. She's writing a lot lately. Yeah. That, she's that, fantastic. She's busy, that Marvel, which mm-hmm. I, I a couple episodes ago I, I raved about that. I, mm-hmm. I loved yeah. her taking over Jessica Jones, and I thought she had a really good like her voice for Jessica Jones mm-hmm. was like spot on. Yeah, like it was without like mimicking Bendis. Yeah, she was doing you know she still sounded like Jessica Jones without. Yeah, you know, aping uh, Bendis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so it's not like I expected 
you know, going in, I saw, oh, Kelly Thompson's writing this. This is mm-hmm. awesome. Not that I expected Jessica Drew to be like a teenage. Yeah. Or, I mean, our Nancy Drew to be a teenage Jessica Jones. Yeah. <laughs> She's just drinking but, whiskey. Yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, banging guys yeah. and whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I mean, I. Do, do we know is this supposed to be like an ongoing or is it I, like a, a mini? I think it's or? an ongoing. Which I thought it was an ongoing. I, I, I wonder if she, I, I know Kelly Thompson said that she's a big fan of the character, so I wondered if she just wanted to like get it all out there as soon mm-hmm. as possible on the off chance that the book didn't make it to yeah. just be like, hey, I got to write the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew and like all yeah. these other supporting characters. But yeah. Yeah, no, I I'm, I enjoy it for for what it is like a kind of like this cool all ages like mystery yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Although um, I was surprised for them to like, um, uh, they didn't go as far as to say like like drop the f bomb or anything. But yeah. they were like something like something the goddamned whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I'm like what? Yeah, they're they're swearing Nancy a little bit. Drew. Yeah, yeah. Don't say goddamn. Nancy Drew would never swear. <laughs> See. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, um, the other thing I, I, I saw that um, I think this is a first is that they're dealing with her mom. Have they dealt like with her mom's death? Like actually be like, hey, is it like a thing that I feel yeah. like that they've dealt with that like in like a big way though? Like, I mean, it's or is definitely it sort of like brought up in some dubs? of the books. Okay. It's also why there's a character that doesn't exist in the yes. comics right now, <laughs> Hannah Gruen, who took over of the caretaking duties of Nancy after her mom died. Yeah, we were, yeah. It was a big part of the books. Hmm. And Hannah Gruen just doesn't exist or something? I, uh, my, my argument is just that that's really hard. I don't know how you do a caretaker in, like, modern era without being, like, weird about it. Yeah, unless they're, like, a relative or something. Like, yeah, well, like, what are the legalities? This is, of- like, our living made, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that he's like what a lawyer or whatever, but mm-hmm. it still seems out there in today's age. Or, or like <laughs> uh, how, like in the '30s and '40s, like billionaires used to adopt wards. Yeah, right. <laughs> like if 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 someone tried to do that today, they'd be like, "Okay, creeper." Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Batman, yeah, you can't really do that anymore. Yeah, Batman, you can't be a, you can't adopt young boys anymore. <laughs> You're not allowed, Bruce. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I really like Kelly Thompson as a writer, though. She's written a lot of a lot. Uh, just from what we're reading, uh, she wrote a Captain Phasma miniseries. She wrote mm. uh, Kate Bishop's ongoing series. Oh, okay. Uh, and she's also writing. Uh, well, she did Gambit and Rogue, and she, now she's doing uh, Mr. and Mrs. X, okay. which is like the the, the marriage team the marriage, up spy yeah. book or whatever. Um. So it's yeah, like she just sort of like burst onto the scene after uh, Gem and the Holograms. Oh, she wrote Gem. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah, and then yeah, that took off, and then everybody's like, "Hey, Marvel was like, hey, come over here. Yeah, we've okay. got a lot for you to do." So yeah, she's just been writing a lot of big characters, or at least big in my mind. I'm like, wow, that's like a dream character for some people. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right. She just kind of just exploded on the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember. I didn't read it, but I do remember when you know Gem and the Holograms came out. I was still working at. Uh, new dimensions mm-hmm. and you know i remember stocking that book and people were coming in like oh do you have the new yeah. gem in the holograms mm-hmm. i'm like oh yeah i guess <laughs> what yeah <laughs> but um yeah i mean i'm, I'm that's great I'm, I'm glad that you know she's enjoying the success and, mm-hmm. and um like hopefully 
between her. Um, I don't. Does she does, does she have any like creator own stuff, or does she mostly just do? I think I think it's all. Well, did she wrote that? Did she write that book that you read that I didn't? Is that her? The 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 thing that was like Buffy. Lore, lore something. Oh. Is that her? Yes. Okay, so she has she has like a self published Kickstarter book. I I we obviously don't know the name of it, okay. but yeah, it's it's on our bookshelf at home. Um, so yeah, she does like I, she could probably adapt that into a comic at Image or something if she wanted to. Oh, um, so so it's like like an actual book. Like it was like a real book. book, like a prose yep. book. Okay, no, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, um, I think it was uh, what she did right before Jim or like right something, but then then she like bursts on the scene here. Um, I know that she used to do stuff at. Uh, comic book bulletin something oh okay like she did reviewed stuff or something she mm-hmm. had like an art a column called like she has no head oh okay yeah i remember, I'm, I, I remember that i think i would read that occasionally but i i just always remember that for the just the striking like yeah like, like the that title was like oh boy that really yeah sticks out and, and that's from is that from was that re- reference to the uh green lantern no, I, no, I think the, the, it's just a reference to like some covers or something, or, or like because they would always like focus on breasts, yeah. And like it uh, was like a weird okay. cover shot that or something. Okay, no, you know what? I, I think the Green Lantern thing I'm thinking of is when they, the like the, the, the infamous. Oh, stuff. you're talking about women in refrigerators? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, mm. yeah. The infamous <laughs> was that Ron Ron Mars? I think who did that? Who did that? Uh, maybe I honestly I don't think, know because I think it was Ron was Mars and Ron Mars and Daryl Banks. I think that created. Kyle Rayner. Yeah. So that probably would have been them who stuffed his girlfriend into a refrigerator. Yep. <laughs> Yikes. It's a good segue because I'm going to talk about Domino. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which is Gail Simone. So there we go. All right. Um, so I think, the, and the artist, by the way, I think is David Baldion. I'm terrible with last names. Oh, okay. I, I, I vaguely remember him from, oh, I want to say like, I, I, he did like a, remember that book for you years ago called The Young Allies? Yeah, yeah, you know what? Yep, yeah. Did he, do, he did that, right? I think so. That's why it looks familiar. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, unless you're, unless it's like uh, Francesco Francovilla or like, like somebody with like this very stark yeah. style, uh, just all blurs in my mind. Um, which isn't a hit against his art or anything. It's mm-hmm. just hard for me to pick up on artist names. Um, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Gail Simone's doing a domino thing. Uh, it's kind of interesting because i thought maybe it would try to pick up stuff from deadpool doesn't no <laughs> it, it it's still doing its own marvel thing which is fine um they teamed her up with diamondback like the old captain america villain oh is that was that the one that captain america used to date yeah she has like pink hair yep. and okay mm-hmm. oh wow and then uh somebody i kept thinking is boom boom but it's not i can't remember her name now uh, she's got like a cowboy hat and a southern accent, and she makes things explode. She's a mutant, mm. so I kind of was like, "Oh, boom, boom!" No, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, some other mutant with explosive powers. <laughs> um, and they go, you know, do various team ups and whatever. And uh, it, the premise right now is kind of interesting. Uh, they're trying to ex- she's she's trying to explain Domino's powers exactly since they're they're kind of abstract and that she's just lucky yeah i was gonna say it's it's vague it's the biggest mutant (laughs) power ever yeah um but they're tying it back into some sort of weapon x type program okay it might not be weapon x but some other canadian government experiment 
Because Canada those, has a lot those, of those. Those evil Canadians. <laughs> like, the Marvel Universe just hates Canadians, apparently. <laughs> They're always up to no good. Um, but, yeah, so they're explaining it by uh giving her um a, like a, a yin and yang kind of thing that there's another mutant who has bad luck basically oh, okay. to her good luck anytime something good happens to her a bad thing happens to him and they kind of had him in te- like holding and just torture him and he's just just terrible terrible conditions everything mm-hmm. and he breaks out and he wants revenge against domino he's the new villain and so when good things start happening to him all of her luck-based powers start going away, and she's, like, getting shot, and, like, you know, things aren't working out. Uh, so it's, like, an interesting concept, at the mm. very least, to be like, oh, yeah, there's this, like, feeding off each other kind of shared mutant ability thing. Yeah, you don't see that too often. Yeah, it, it was different enough. Um, overall, I really enjoy the book. Uh, I've only got this one weird pet peeve, <laughs> and, it, and it's, for whatever reason... Domino started throwing around the word mutie. And I like totally pulled me out of the book because I was mm. like, it's like a racial slur. Like, yeah, and I feel like we haven't used mutie since like, that. like the 80s. Yeah. Yep. But it's like, and you, you could argue that it's some kind of weird reclamation, whatever thing, but like, I don't think that's what Gail Simone was going for. It's yeah. just kind of, because she was complaining about like somebody else's powers. She's like, oh, it's like some weird mutie thing, whatever. And, and, mm. and, yeah, I know, like, Claremont made, like, very uh, controversial statements about that word and how it ties into, like, real-life bad words yeah. uh, that don't definitely doesn't fly nowadays. If you read those that old Claremont stuff, you're like, mm, Claremont, that's a little... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of... Yeah, I mean, it's still still good. It's uh, Most of it still holds up. But, yeah, like, when, when you're getting to the more, like, racially sensitive yeah. types of stories... But yeah, so yeah, yeah, it just threw me for a loop though. But that's like kind of my one weird thing that you like you just you can't you can't do that. Yeah, <laughs> you can't say mutie. You're not allowed. I feel like there's there's like two Gail Simones. <laughs> like, um, and I think is she the one she wrote. Um, was it well? It was a it was her Kickstarter book. Welcome to no. Was it? The, are you talking about the Metropolis? Yeah, uh, leaving leaving Megalop leaving yep. Megalopolis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that one. Yep. Um, I I I read that. I, I I like bought yep that first collection, and I thought it was pretty decent. And then she had this like follow up mini series that it was actually published through Dark Horse. I think. Oh, see, I didn't know about that one. And like in the first couple of issues, I'm like. Oh my god! Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> I mean, not like oh, that's that's terribly written. Like, mm-hmm. like Gail Simone is like she's she's you, you kiss, your, <laughs> kiss your mother with that mouth. I'm like <laughs> she would just say some awful, awful things, or the characters would say yeah. this, like ridiculously awful, over the top, like yeah. like yeah. just things that you just don't need to say. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that her strength lies in writing villains uh, more so than heroes from what I've noticed. Like I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. her birds of prey stuff and Domino's fun. Um, and she's also got a weird, this is totally side note, but uh, there's some Shang-Chi stuff in Domino, which totally caught me off guard. Oh, like, I, like Shang-Chi's actually in. Yeah. Shang, like he, he's tut- huh. he like tutors her once she loses her powers. Oh, as, like okay. a yeah, wise master sensei kind of thing. It's kind of cool that they brought him and you don't ever really see right? Shang-Chi. Yeah. Like they, they used him briefly. Like he was a secret Avenger or something. Like, yeah. Like hmm. five years ago. Or yeah. Something. I remember that. Yeah. 
but it, that was like a brewbreaker thing, which is all yeah. totally. But yeah, so she's got like a weird love for kung fu stuff, which is like apparent. But uh, well, her villain her, stuff's just spot on. She wrote Secret Six, right? Yep. That was just gonna say. So yeah, that, yeah. I mean, Secret Six was amazing. Yep. yep. That was so good. Yeah. And you know that was a book I you know I thought oh it's not for me, and then I kept hearing more and more about it. I'm like okay, I'll try it. Yeah. So and good. that was so good. Yeah. I. I I might have gotten it because of the comic book pit talking about it. I might have got it on a whim because I was like, there's Batman villains in it. And this it, is the extent of my comic knowledge. It's very possible because I think I was definitely reading it and probably talking about it. I think – I don't think Scott was, but mm-hmm. I was definitely, like, into it. Yeah. And, you know, and – yeah, and I, I don't know that I ever finished the series because I think – I don't know if it was one of those things like – it got derailed because of, of an event or something. I, I felt like it went on not really like a hiatus. It might have. But like something happened. There was a second volume of it or something. Like they did volumes. Like maybe I think they took a break. Maybe that's what happened. came back. Yeah. There's like a couple volumes of Secret Six. You know what? I feel like it was around Blackest Night. Yeah. Because didn't they do a Blackest did, Night There was issue? a tie-in. This, yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's – for me, sometimes when an event – crosses over into like the main part of a book mm-hmm. like when it's currently going on yeah. it just totally throws me throws me off yeah because then you have this one issue right in the smack in the middle that's got like a banner of like whatever like acts of vengeance or blackest night or yeah. you know and it's like and it has nothing to do with the story that's come before or the story that's going on yeah after. it's, it's just, just this one stupid issue mm-hmm. right in the middle and it's like, yeah damn it I think I like sales bump it. They're like, we're not sure, we're not confident in our book. Let's yeah. just slap a, a tie in with it. But, but yeah, uh, she. I also read Plastic Man by her, which I guess is an, uh, a backlogged thing that they didn't do at some point. Is that the the, the new the new one? Yeah, oh, it was I didn't to come realize out. she was writing that. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, she wrote it uh, back when New Fifty Two came out. It's it's very apparent because they wow. they mentioned things. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then for some reason they they released it, which is probably also how she can be like at DC and Marvel at the same time right now. Mm. Um, but yeah, they uh, they they referenced like the the um, Justice League of America, okay. and I'm like, what? <laughs> they haven't been around like since uh, Forever Evil. Yeah. Um, now, do you think they just they they brought that? Like, you know, maybe they had that sitting on a shelf somewhere and they brought it out of mothballs because... Maybe. Plastic Man came back That's in, what I was thinking. Was it metal? Yeah, in the metal stuff. In the metal suit, yeah. So they they made him relevant again and he's in that that book with... Uh, the, the, the Terrifics. Yeah, The Terrifics, yep. Yeah, I think that's why. Um, it feels like maybe she was going to originally introduce Plastic Man as, like... It's, like, only a five-part mini or something, but mm-hmm. I bet you it was going to be an ongoing Plastic Man book at one point. So this and, was going to be, like, his introduction to the New 52. Yeah, and I think they just... They nixed it for whatever obscure reasons DC has to do things when they rebranded. DC... Making terrible decisions yeah. <laughs> all the time. He was probably on that weird bench that, like, Stephanie Brown and Cassandra Cain <laughs> had to sit on and Donna Troy. They're like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We know you're fan favorites, but we don't want you out there. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. We, which is fine, but then, like, the floodgates just opened at some point, and they're like, everybody can come back. We don't care mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. It's very arbitrary and strange. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, uh, so that that's an interesting book, but, like, my biggest complaint with that, and I don't see it as much in Domino, uh, 
there's a lot of just toilet humor, and it totally turns me off. In which one? In Plastic in Man. Plastic Man, okay. It, just weird, like, poop jokes. Huh. And, like, uh, every issue we're reminded that he can elongate his dick. Because of course, like I can, I'm like okay, that's I'll get that's the gimme joke. Right, you can get it, but then it just keeps popping up like weird things. And I'm like, eh. yeah. And it's an otherwise interesting story where I think, um, I'm trying to remember here, I think I think he was being hired by not Spiral, but some other like secret organization, like spy on superheroes or be like their inside man. Because mm-hmm. this is back early, like. Justice League of America when they weren't trusting the superheroes okay. and all that stuff. So it's like a cool hook there, um, mm. but it just keeps getting sidetracked by like wacky antics. Oh, okay. It's very. It kind of reads like the Harley Quinn book, which I I enjoy Harley Quinn, but the same thing happened in that where Jimmy Palmiotti introduced the 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 manure catapult. And I'm like, oh jeez, why? <laughs> like like Biff Tannen over here, but like. <laughs> Just don't need it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pl- Pl- Plastic Man was never really a character that I ever really um, had any affinity for yeah. whatsoever. Um, again, partially because the way he was written, he was always gonna—he was always the joke, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or always telling a joke, or whatever. And then uh, the other weird thing is, I just always hated his costume. Oh yeah, it's a terrible costume. <laughs> like how he—how has he not gotten an upgrade? This is part of his body. It's attached to him, Dan. No, I know, but like, why, but <laughs> why, why hasn't it changed yeah. it? I mean, come on. It looks terrible. Like, yeah. It, I'm sure it made sense. I mean, what, what, when did he come out? Like in the 30s? or I mean, Something like that. Like, it looks like a circus costume. Yeah. Right? Which I, I understand a lot of those costumes were based on, like, circus, yeah. circus performers mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it's time for an upgrade. It's, yeah, time, so, for, it's, it's time for a new look. Yeah, it's like an old school like swimsuit that you'd see in like yeah. a Jaws movie or yeah, something. Exactly. Like, oh, it's like my onesie, like yeah, bathing outfit. <laughs> like he, he should have. I'm surprised he doesn't have like a like a handlebar mustache. With, yeah, like, you know. Yeah, know, just he he needs a new look. Is oh, definitely is my thing. But then you wouldn't be able to properly identify him when he's like hiding somewhere as like a lampshade. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, he, he he does tend to uh, make himself known by yeah. his. By his look. What is that ugly red and peach lamp? <laughs> oh, it's Plastic Man. It's Plastic Man. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. So, um, well, one thing, uh, this is kind of going back to actually uh, the Kelly Thompson stuff. Um, and I mentioned a, how uh, a couple weeks ago I, I read her new Jessica Jones yeah, yeah, yeah. book. And that was the... Uh, Marvel digital yep. original, and that they're, they're they have this new initiative where they're putting out these uh, original. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's digital like a Luke Cage one or something I saw too. That's exactly what I was going to oh. talk about, Luke Cage. Okay. Like you get in your. You know, <laughs> um, but yeah, but so far they've done Jessica Jones. Uh, I think before that they did a Cloak and Dagger. Or the, yeah, they, yeah, I heard about cloak that. And dagger. Yeah. Um, they're they, they've got uh, Luke Cage just came out I think last week. Okay. And I believe they're going to be doing a Iron Fist, and they're going to be doing a Daughters of the Dragon, like a Misty okay, so Knight. They're, they're nice. very they're tapping oh, into their their TV properties. They're definitely yeah. yes, they are definitely. Okay. Uh, it's mirroring the TV properties mm-hmm. almost to a T. So I thought, okay, um, I really loved Jessica Jones, and 
Luke Cage, you know, kind of a, for me, it's like a slam dunk. I'm sure it's going to yeah. be good. And I could not have hated this book oh, more. Oh, no. I, I felt really, I, I felt guilty. Like, <laughs> I, I really wanted to like this book, but it was, it was just, um, it was very, it was very amateurish. Oh, no. Um, both in the, the writing and the art was just not great. And are you going to name names? Um, <laughs> I would, if I could remember who they were, cause they're, they're, they're not anyone. Yeah. Okay. Um, I could, um, it was just, actually I do have it. So I, I was a little bummed because, I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be the, the interior artist, but the, uh, the cover artist was Declan Shalvey. Okay. Yeah. Um, and of course I'm like, okay, I know he's not gonna be doing the interiors, but still it was, it's a really nice cover. Um, Anthony Del Cole is the writer, mm-hmm. and um, Janoy Lindsay is the artist. I got nothing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what these what, what these people have done before. Um, actually, you know, so I'm reading the first couple of pages. I'm like, oh, this is pretty good, but the the art just varies wildly. Okay. It there are some pages where it looks pretty tight, and then there are some pages where it's just. Uh, like, did you just like sketch this out on your iPad and <laughs> then like slap some colors in yeah. it? Um, there's a specifically there's one, I don't know what, what part of the story it is, but there's a, uh, like supposed to be a, a limousine parked on this, on this, on the curb. Mm-hmm. And it basically looks like, like if you've ever taken something made of silly putty or clay and just stretched it, oh no! Like that's what it looks like. Just the transform tool in Photoshop. It's like they just, <laughs> they just took a car and just like stretched it. I mean, Uh-oh. but I don't think they did it. They didn't manipulate a drawing yeah. to look like that. It was just the way it was drawn. It just looked mm-hmm. like like. Do you not know how to draw a limousine? Just go to Google Image yeah. Search, man. Yes, yeah. you know, um, and just. Um, yeah, I was just disappointed, just overall disappointed in this book, and I was, I really had high hopes because the Jessica Jones book was mm-hmm. just like mm. a very high level of writing and art, and then the Luke Cage book was just, yeah, just kind of crap the bed. Yeah, I know they're they're supposed to collect those in trades as, at some point too. That is correct. Which is probably when I'm going to jump on that Jessica Jones just because I'm still not can't do digital not, yet. Yeah, not not, into not, the, not on the digital train not yet. I just I need to have too much clutter in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I'll swap over eventually. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, even though I I feel like, you know, having moved from an apartment to a house, like, oh, you should have so more, much more room. Yeah. Doesn't work like no, that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything is just is like is it, it it's all like I don't know. It's like you you move and your stuff just kind of expands to fit yeah, your house. Yeah, you know. Um, so Plus yeah, you want breathing room. Like in your apartment, it's like all clay. You fit as much as you can in there, and you're yeah. like, no, I like the space. Yeah. So I'm I'm uh, yeah, aside from like collecting the occasional like key issue or some random issue, I'll find it like a garage sale or something. Like mm-hmm. I'm totally digital now. Okay. Yeah, it's a big change. Yeah, it is a big change. <laughs> I I literally I have. Um, I have one short box mm-hmm. full of comics. Wow, that's it. That's amazing. That's all I've got. I know, the, but 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 keep in mind, it took me probably thirty years to get to this point. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's uh, and and you know, to to each their own. Everyone 
you know, there's, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to, mm-hmm. to do it. This is just the way that right now is working yeah. for me. Yeah, my, my downfall is uh, Nick Marino giving away all these oh, comics. I that's took them right. all. I was, I was so naive. That damn Nick Marino. <laughs> I have them all now, and I'm like, crap. Yep. <laughs> now I have to find some young, innocent soul and just be like, <laughs> Take all these free comics. It's, it's like it, it, it's like the videotape from The Ring. Yeah. <laughs> Take these comics, and then in seven days you'll have ten yeah. thousand more. Yeah. <laughs> well, then we got all those free comics from my friend after her friend like had a breakup. We got a ton of Hellboy comics and all this like Mike Manola stuff oh, wow. that someone threw in the trash. No. Yeah, bad breakup. And bad breakup. <laughs> and my friend was like, "Oh no, I know someone who might want these. Can I please have them?" Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> so. We have some poor guys or or women's uh, yeah. stuff. Oh, man. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. It's, not, it's like not the trade paperbacks. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, well, do you guys have a, have anything else to have to talk about? or? Um, not part- I mean, nothing I major. Know. Yeah. No, okay. we're cool. Cool. All right. Well, then we can um, we start to wrap it up, I guess. It's, it's been about an hour, so we can... Uh, we can close this one up. Um, so this has been Comic Book Pit. I got to remember the number. <laughs> You're real close to 300, right? Yeah, we're getting. Yeah, we're going to be close. Um, we might actually, if if the timing's right, we might hit issue 300. Issue. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. It's, it's thematic. Okay. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. Uh, episode. We might hit episode 300 um, in our in in the month that is our. Uh, ten year anniversary. Oh, that's awesome! So that'd be great. Yeah, so we'll see how the how the timing works out. So, um, yeah, this is so yeah, this is episode two eighty seven. So we're not too not too far of uh, two eighty seven of Comic Book Pit. And uh, as always, I'm Dan, and on the couch we have uh, Caitlin and Link. Thanks for being here again, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, anytime. And uh, in fact, we'll have you back in uh, the next episode. That sounds perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, and we will see you next time. <laughs>